Next week on JC Thoughts, I want to encourage you to tune in because we are going to be talking about the issue of suffering. What in the world does that have to do with leadership, you may be asking? Well, here's the deal. Suffering is a human condition. It is a part of your story. It's a part of my story. I teach here in Southern California at Point Loma Nazarene University. I teach in their Master of Arts of or Master of Arts in Organizational Leadership Program. And every time I teach, at the beginning of every class, what I do is I ask, uh, well, I guess to start, I share my story. And my story has included elements of pain and setbacks. And, and I share that freely and openly. And then I ask the class to be authentic and share their stories as much as they can. Obviously, I don't force that. But what's amazing is when I start with authenticity, this is the whole Brene Brown. She talks about this idea of authenticity. But when I start with authenticity, it is amazing to see as we go around. And right now we're on Zoom. So as we go around the screen and everybody else shares their stories, it is amazing to see how pain and suffering um, is a general human condition. Most of the students that I have the privilege of teaching, they're in their, a few are in their 20s, but most are in their 30s and 40s. So they've seen life like me. And so that means they've seen pain. They've seen setbacks. They've seen failure. And uh, so we're going to talk about that next week because I think leadership is understanding that for yourself, pain, setback, but also understanding and having empathy for the people who we have the privilege to lead and understanding that or teach and understanding that they are coming to your team, to your organization with some element of pain or suffering. And when we understand that, it makes us better leaders. So we're going to talk about that next week on JC Thoughts. Today is going to be brief. I want to talk about this idea of stopping meditation. The other night, it, um, I'm not too proud to share this with you. The other night, I was, I just had a lot on my mind. And so much so that it was impacting my productivity. And I remember it was 7.30 at night. And, and normally, I'm still kind of going at 7.30 at night. And I'm still working or I've got things I'm working on. And I just could not get it together. It's almost the entire day. And so I decided to... Uh, I've been trying to get in a better habit of going to bed early. So I decided I'm going to, I'm just going to go jump in bed. It was seven 30 at night. And I said, I'm just going to go to bed. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here because what I tend to do is I just get on news sites, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, CBS, you know, whatever it is. And I just, I look at the news, or I scroll through social media and none of that is, it, it's not adding value. It's, it, it's not helping me get smarter. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to watch that. So what I do is I crawl in bed and I have a book that I've been waiting to read here. It's called The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Thich Nhat Hanh. Maybe you've heard of him before. I, um, I'm of the Christian faith. That's my background. I, I've, I've chosen the Christian faith. But in my undergrad, uh, I studied world religions. I studied history. That was my major. But I took most of my, my courses in the history of religions and really Middle Eastern religions, um, Islam, 
but I've been fascinated for many years uh, by world religion and what pulls us in different directions, what pulls us in the directions of the faith that we choose. So I have been uh, on my nightstand. If you were to see my nightstand, you would see books that are that are based on Christianity, that have a Christian background. You'll see books that are, um, you know, I've got a couple books here uh, in the home that um, have more of a, um, they tell the story of, of Islam and, and uh, uh, Muhammad. And obviously I have, I, I have books, I have the Bible, and I have, you know, books that are more Christian leaning as well. But I picked this one up the other day by Tik Nhat Han, And I just want to read something to you and we'll talk about it briefly. But it's this idea of meditation, of centering ourselves. There was a story in Zen circles. I'm on page 24 reading. There's a story in Zen circles about a man and a horse. The horse is galloping quickly and it appears that the man on the horse is going somewhere important. Another man standing alongside the road shouts, where are you going? And the first man replies, I don't know. Ask the horse. (laughs) I love that. This is your story and this is my story. That's what the book shares. It says we are riding a horse. We don't know where we're going and we can't stop. The horse is start that over again. There is a story, and I'm reading here on page 24. There's a story in Zen circles about a man and a horse. The horse is galloping quickly, and it appears that the man on the horse is going somewhere important. Another man standing alongside the road shouts out, where are you going? And the first man replies, I don't know. Ask the horse. (laughs) I love that story. The book goes on to say that this is your story. This is my story. We are riding a horse. We don't know where we are going and we can't stop. The horse is our habit energy pulling us along and we are powerless. We are always running and it has become a habit. We struggle all the time. Even during our sleep, we are at war within ourselves and we can easily Start a war with others. Maybe that rings true for you. Thick, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh goes on to write, we have to learn the art of stopping, stopping our thinking, our habit energies, our forgetfulness, the strong emotions that rule us. When an emotion rushes through us like a storm, we have no peace. We turn on the TV and then we turn it off. We pick up a book and then we put it down. How can we stop this state of agitation? How can we stop our fear, despair, anger, and craving? We can stop, he goes on to answer, by practicing mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful smiling, and deep looking in, deep looking in order to understand. When we are mindful, touching deeply the present moment, the fruits are always understanding, acceptance, love, and the desire to relieve suffering and bring joy. He talks about this idea of stopping. And again, I'm reading this 
I shared with you that I come from the Christian tradition, but like C.S. Lewis, I would say that there's, there's truth found in all religions, right? We can look at different religions and say, okay, there's something that I can pick from this. It may not be my whole truth. I may not accept all of it, but, but, but there's truth to be found. And I read that the other day, and, and it was so timely for me. And so we talked about this idea of stopping. So when we're going through hard times, when we're going through times where we need rest, here's what he says. First, we've got to stop. And that just, that, that's, that's not hard to talk about. There's three steps here, stopping, calming, and resting. The first step is just stop. Now, I know that we can't do that right now all the time. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be driving, you might be uh, you know, at work, might be out in the middle of a walk, and maybe you can just stop, but maybe you can't right away. But at some point today, stop. Just stop. Sit, rest. Just stop. That's step number one stopping. Step number two, calming. Calming. Now, what does that mean? Well, he lists five different ways that bring calm into our lives. And, and calm really is the opposite. When we're faced with some kind of a tension or we're faced with some kind of conflict, it's easy to react, right? We're like that man on the horse and we let our emotions take us wherever they want to take us. But this issue of calm means that we have to take control over these emotions, Sometimes it starts with a prayer. You know, whatever your faith background may be, you stop and you just say a simple prayer, God help me through this. But he also lists some other uh, actions that we can take. And the first one is to recognize the emotion. Okay, so part of calming is the recognition that I'm facing this emotion. Number two is acceptance of the emotion. Not trying to, you know, you know to wish it away. There are times that we're sad. There are times that we're angry. There are times that we're frustrated. And the way through that is to go through it, right? If you want to get to the other side, you've got to go through. And uh, so sometimes that means that we've got to, no, all the time it means we have to accept whatever emotion, whatever emotion that we're feeling at the moment, we have to accept that emotion and say, okay, this is the emotion. I may not like it. It may not be the most comfortable emotion, but this is the comfortable, this is the emotion that I'm feeling right now. The, the, the next one is the hardest. We have to embrace the emotion. Embrace it. That means we own it. That means we come to understand that, that this is who I am. You know, the book even says these words. It says, we hold our anger in our two arms like a mother holding her crying baby. So if we have, you know, whatever the emotion is, if it's anger, if it's uh, sadness, joy, happiness, whatever it is, we hold it in. And we embrace that feeling for the moment. And, and then we look deeply to understand what is causing this feeling, especially in the moments where we're feeling anger or pain. You know, uh, a wise man that I really appreciate who's in my life, he, he said this, and I'm sure he wasn't the one who invented this, but he says this, anytime that there is resistance, there is fear. The underlying fear or the underlying feeling under resistance is fear. And then he went on to say the other day, anytime there is fear, the underlying emotion is typically anger. 
and I want to talk to him and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to have him on the podcast at some point, but I want to go even deeper and say, what's underneath that anger, right? I'm, I'm sure we know what that answer is. Hurt, betrayal, sadness. Another wise person once told me that under all manic phases, so anytime we're feeling manic, there's always sadness underneath there. So probably under the anger is probably a form of sadness. We'll have this gentleman on the podcast and we'll talk about it. But it's going deeply and it's understanding what's underneath these emotions, that my emotions aren't just what I'm seeing right now, that there's much more to this. So what is it? What's causing this? You know, because you can go back and, and it's easy, again, to blame somebody else. And we could say, well, at work today, so-and-so said something to me, so they're the cause of it. No, 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 no. They're not the cause of it. Nobody can make you feel anything. There is something within you that that person said that those words triggered it, but it was a feeling that was already inside of that, right? So maybe it was a boss who, or a leader or a manager who came to you and they had something negative to say about your work. They're not trying to hurt you. They're just telling you the fact. Your work is not up to par, you know, whatever it is. You took it and went negative on it. Uh, why? Because of some kind of emotion within your own self, something within you that caused you to feel negative. So you've got to go and look deeply in on that. And then the final in this phase of calming is insight. Insight. Here's what the book actually has to say. The fruit of looking deeply is understanding the many causes and conditions, primary and secondary, that have brought about our anger, that are causing our baby to cry, right? Perhaps our baby is hungry. Perhaps his diaper pin is piercing his skin. Our anger was triggered when our friend spoke to us meanly. And suddenly we remember that he was not at his best today because his father is dying. That's empathy there. That's compassion. We reflect like this until we have some insights into what caused our own suffering. And with insight, we know what to do and we know what not to do to change the situation. So insight then is kind of coming out of all of this and putting all of these ingredients together, the recognition, the acceptance, the embracing, the looking deeply, the insight. So we put all of this together. Or I guess we put the first four together and we come to this insight. Now, here's the next step forward. That's calming. And then we rest. And what does is, what is Tick not Han mean by when he says rest? Here's what he means. No more struggle. Rest. Now, we can rest and, 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 and do many things. It's not just sleeping. That's not, that's not just rest. But rest is it could be going for a walk. And trying to empty out the mind or think about the things or try to prioritize, I guess, in your mind. You know, whatever it is, but it's, it's not struggling. It could be going to the gym and cutting loose. I like to do that. I'm getting ready to do that here in just a few minutes. It could be going on a kayak. I, you know, I'm using my own examples here. But whatever it is for you, it could be cooking. It could be baking. It could be calling a friend and talking to a friend or going to see a movie or um, – I personally try to stay, stay away from in these emotions or rest. I personally try to stay away from the TV or from Netflix or from, some, you know, those things. A lot of times those can be avoidance and, you know, watching TV or too much of it or social media can actually lead us away from this idea of rest. 
So I, I personally say no to those, but, but you, know, it, you know, it's whatever is best for you. It could be reading a book. It could be writing, you know, whatever it is, going to the beach. I live in San Diego, so we can do that. But it's finding rest, which means the absence of struggle. You are intentionally saying right now, I'm not going to struggle with the, the bigger problems in my life and the bigger problems in the world. We stop. We stop ourselves. We calm ourselves. And we rest ourselves. And in this, hopefully we find peace. I want to encourage you today, leader, manager, person, mom, dad, grandfather, grandmother, worker, student, peace, stop, calm, rest. I'll see you next week. Take care.